Did you know that some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, -side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. I'm Nicole Lappin, the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. It's time for some money rehab. Here's your weekly roundup of the biggest headlines on Wall Street and how they affect your finances. Our first story probably didn't impact you directly, but may have had Wall Street bros sweat. The U.S.-based arm of one of the world's largest banks, the Industrial and Commerce Bank of China, or ICBC, was hacked last week. And this was no small-time hack. This was a ransomware attack so devastating that employees couldn't even access their corporate emails. Now, let's step back for a second and talk about what the heck this bank does, because it's really important to understand why this was such a big deal for global financial markets. I'm sure you already know this by now, but when you log onto your brokerage account and buy a stock, it feels like it happens instantaneously. But multiple steps are happening at the speed of the best financial computers money can buy. The system identifies the price of a stock on the market, matches you with a seller, and creates a deal. Then it sends your cash from your account to the sellers and sends their stock to your brokerage account. Your broker doesn't handle all the parts of this process. There are market makers, exchanges, and other brokerages involved. Once all of those steps are completed, the trade is considered settled. That's just the process for you to buy one share of, let's say, SPY. Giant funds are trying to buy huge bundles of stocks all at the same time, and banks are also trying to buy large numbers of bonds at once. These kinds of transactions are happening all the time. ICBC's U.S. arm acts as the broker to help institutions and funds settle their trades, and they offer short-term loans backed by U.S. Treasuries. They move Treasuries all day long on behalf of their clients and borrowers. During the early stages of the ransomware attack, though, other banks and brokers continued to ping them to say, basically, buy, buy, sell, sell, only in code. But ICBC couldn't. It couldn't even see what trades had been done earlier in the day or who owned what or the email that someone was microwaving fish in the break room. Like, the system was completely frozen. Bank of New York Mellon ended up essentially loaning ICBC money during the attack to cover its trades, which were going through BNY's side, not being completed on the ICBC side. 
In the end, ICBC in the U.S. needed a $9 billion loan from its parent company just to pay back BNY. And it wasn't just the money they needed. Because their systems were infected, other companies disconnected from them, fearing the spread of contagion. So ICBC had to then send over a literal thumb drive to BNY to have its trades manually approved. In the movie version of this, it will probably be some delivery dude on a bike frantically pedaling it over to save the bond market. At this time, ICBC is returning to normal functioning. A PR person from the hacker group Lockbit, which is claiming responsibility for the attack, told the press that ICBC paid the ransom and the group unlocked their systems. ICBC has not commented on how they resolved the issue. While the ransomware attack has been resolved, the disruption in the market lingered through the weekend and the early part of the week. Workers at Ford factories in Kentucky have failed to approve their labor deal, which, if approved, would have triggered an increase in prices of Ford vehicles. But the labor issues aren't limited to the automotive industry. They even happen in labor unions themselves. The support staff of one of the largest unions in the U.S., the National Education Association, a.k.a. the Teachers Union, their staff has gone on strike. That's right, the union is having a labor dispute themselves. The day-to-day running of the union is handled by a small staff of 48 who have been without contract since May of this year. The support staff is now asking for raises to keep pace with inflation. Issues of compensation have been dominating the financial discussion this month as the real estate industry tries to shift through the issues that will result from a ruling out of Kansas City at the end of October, which could limit the amount that agents and mortgage brokers make on home sales. Currently, when you buy a home, the seller pays the fee of both agents, usually between 5 and 6% of the sale. So on a million-dollar home, the seller pays up to 60 grand, which both agents split between them. This ruling now says that those high commission rates were a result of a conspiracy between the national agency representing real estate agents and several of the largest brokerages in the country. The new fee structure has yet to be determined, and the ruling is expected to be appealed. But even before this case winds its way through the legal system, it's anticipated that agents are going to start lowering their fees, which could provide some much-needed relief in the home buying industry. For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. Payment app Zelle has changed their policy and now will reverse charges if you've been hit with an imposter scam. In the past, it was impossible to get your money back, but after congressional pressure, Zelle has changed their policies. They haven't even publicized exactly what those policies are just yet, but if you have been hit with one of those scams, now is the time to vigorously follow up. Money Rehab is a production of Money News Network. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Money Rehab's executive producer is Morgan Lavoy. Our researcher is Emily Holmes. Do you need some money rehab? And let's be honest, we all do. So email us your money questions, moneyrehab at moneynewsnetwork.com to potentially have your questions answered on the show or even have a one-on-one intervention with me. And follow us on Instagram at moneynews and TikTok at moneynewsnetwork for exclusive video content. And lastly, thank you. No, seriously, thank you. Thank you for listening and for investing in yourself, which is the most important investment you can make.